Hi, and welcome to this installment of Public Service Psychology Now, where we keep you updated on some of the things that are happening in Division 18. I'm Tiffany Fennell, and I'm joined by Jen Snyder. And today we're continuing our 75th anniversary event and talking to Dr. Femina Varghese about her time as president of the division. Just a little bit of an intro with Dr. Varghese. She is a professor of psychology at the University of Central Arkansas, where she does research into various aspects of the criminal justice system, including the role of cognitive processing, issues with justice-involved persons, and crime and vocational interventions. She was president of Division 18 from 2014 to 2015 and was chair of the criminal justice section from 2011 to 2013, during which time she came up with the idea of creating the section newsletter, The Gavel. Dr. Varghese was named a fellow of the division in 2020, and she is an associate editor of the division's journal, Psychological Services. In addition to her work in Division 18, she is a fellow of Division 17, the Society of Counseling Psychology. Dr. Varghese, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So what were some of the major issues that were going on in Division 18 or in APA or in the country or the world that impacted public service psychology during your term? Yes, well, the biggest issue was um, the psychologist's involvement in uh, enhanced interrogation. And that really took, uh, really from the beginning of the time I began serving, that was hotly debated, um, and then uh, somewhere in, I believe within a few months when I started, APA decided to do an independent investigation and they hired uh, the group Hoffman and his group. And, they, um, and then in the summer, uh, in July, early July, July 11th, I believe was the date. But anyway, that's when it was, the report was somehow released to the general public um, and so general and the membership. And so really that was the biggest thing. And uh, those who remember that summer of 2015, um, it was, it, it really created quite a start, stir. Um, people were really upset, uh, both sides um, you know, of the issue uh, and certainly Division 18 people uh, really uh, were very engaged um, in, in discussing it. We're a diverse section, uh, diverse, well, actually a diverse division, probably one of the most diverse divisions. And so um, really having discussions on the listserv, uh, like many divisions, but uh, I will say our division and the way we were having our discussions were, uh, were far more respectful. Uh, the way people were discussing it, even though they they may have been on 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 opposite sides of the issue. So, uh, but that was the biggest thing. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was going on nationally. That was definitely a big thing. I remember that happening, and I remember a lot of concern, especially in folks working in a lot of public settings, about kind of like how far is this going to extend, and could this possibly mean like we can't work in settings where people are being forced to take involuntary medication and, you know, like just that kind of like, it, could this kind of like really encompass us as well? Um, yeah. And it was really, yeah, there's a lot going on. 
Well, what were some of the accomplishments that you were most proud of during your year? Yeah, I mean, with that, you know, I, I would like to say this regarding that, I felt like um, I was I was very impressed with the division and the way, you know, some of this really affected our division folks. Um, we had people in the military, we had people in national security. And as you said, we have people in corrections and uh, and the way the members really handled it in a mature way. Um, I, I did conduct a survey uh, of the membership because a lot of presidents were writing out you know, public statements. And I really felt my role as president, um, and I really do feel that way when you're elected president of a membership driven organization, you really represent the people. And so um, I conduct a survey and it was evident to me that actually most people did not want us to write a public statement. Um, and so, um, and I was fine with that. There's no reason to rush in to write a statement that sounds like so many other people's. Um, but we were, you know, um, APA did have like a, a, a blue ribbon, like ethics um, committee, and we had our members represented in that. I mean, we, you know, instead of writing statements, we, we were, you know, engaged in, in perhaps um, helping with the issue. Um, so I did, I want to say, I really was proud of our division and, um, and the way, we did things. Um, so I, uh, but perhaps the biggest thing though was the strategic planning meeting. We hadn't had one in decades and we decided to have one. Um, and Rod Baker led it and he, um, you know, cause he had said the last time they had done it, um, you know, he wanted to make sure we didn't run through the same issues. So uh, the strategic planning meeting, instead of having like a like a five-year plan, it was really task-oriented, and um, there were certain tasks that we were focused on um, to try um, to, you know, improve the the division. So one one thing was um, looking at the values and mission statement, uh, and it was a working group headed by Casey Stewart, who was at that time the president or the chair of the Police and Public Safety section. Uh, then we wanted to look at the budget and make sure, um, you know. To examine how we were allocating the budget and that it was, it was in the best interest of the division. Uh, and that was headed by the treasurer at the time, which was Mary Lou Bushnell. And then uh, we talked a lot about the sections. As you know, the, our division is very much like the sections are very strong. Um, and so um, just, just thinking about the tools and discussing about tools to strengthen the sections and section leadership. And that was headed by Shirley Glenn. And so uh, really having some good discussions about how we can improve the, the division um, and increase its value for the membership. Um, uh, I thought that was a really important, um, it was, since it was the first one of the decades and, and I know that Tim in his year had another meeting where we discussed things like technology and really, I really feel like things like this podcast and um, I know other, other things that have happened, you know, uh, are kind of the outgrowth of of, uh, of those meetings. Um, we start to meet together and discuss, gosh, how can we improve this section for its members? So I thought that was a, a, a big accomplishment. Um, I mean, just, just some other, 
you know, we that's that year is when we started creating the awards. Um, Best paper award was created that year, um, and headed a committee with the other awards that we created, like a leadership award, education, uh, the Wayfinder Award, um, several other awards were created that year. Um, we had a Division 18 conference on public mental health. And then subsequent to that was a special issue based on the conference. And I, um, Lauren Lucher and, and, and he actually helped develop the conference. Um, right before I became president, I actually created the past president's breakfast. And so it was at the end of Anne's term, I believe, when we started the past president's breakfast, uh, which, uh, which has been annual up until I think there was no APA last year. So hopefully it's still annual because I know a lot of people really liked it and really wanted to keep it going. Um, so um, there was the third North American Correctional Criminal Justice Conference uh, and Division 18 sponsored that too. Um, and that happens once every four years in Canada. And so uh, we had that that year. Um, so those are some of the, and then there's smaller things like cleaning up the listservs, trying to, you know, uh, just the things that that you do as president to, to just maintain things. So um, yeah, so those were some of the bigger things. Well, that's actually, that's a lot, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that was a lot of stuff to get done in the year. Uh, what lessons did you learn about yourself or about leadership as a result of your experience? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you lead, uh, I think when you lead something, you know, um, I think you care about it even more so. And I think, um, you know, I, I, I think people who get to lead Division 18 find out for themselves. Like we have, we have a very special division, I think. I think we have some really remarkable people. I, I was always amazed. I felt lucky that I got to meet some remarkable people in our division that have done, I mean, they've worked in, you know, with presidents of the country. They, you know, they advise people on things like when mass shootings happen. Just some of the smartest people I've met is in this division. And um, I think what I would, one thing I, I learned is never hesitate to ask people's advice. I mean, I was very lucky that people would Hey, I, I, you know, with the hospital report, hey, I'd love to help you out with this. Or, hey, can we talk? And I, I really appreciated that, that people really want to help and people want to give uh, good advice and to hear people's perspectives on it. You know, I, I think if I, I think learning to just, uh, to just consult, you know, if, if there is, you know, I think in leadership things happen. Like I, I wouldn't have predicted the Hoffman Report would happen, but I was very fortunate to be in a division where there's so many smart people and I could just tap into their wisdom and uh, handle situations um, well, because it wasn't just my brain. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's so many um, great people's ideas and thoughts. And so um, I think that's what I, I learned the most is never hesitate to ask people. They want to help you because they, this is, you know, you may be the president, but everybody is vested in seeing their division succeed. We, we uh, are here voluntarily, you know, because we share the same, you know, work interests. And so we want to see it succeed. We want great members. Um, you know, I, I never met a member um, 
that uh, that didn't want to see good things happening for the division. And so um, I think I think that's something that I learned um, as I went along was just 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 uh, about the division that we really have a very good division with really bright people. Um, and it's fun to serve. I, I have to say I love I love my time in serving. It was fun. Uh, I mean, it's it's work, and it you know it takes time out and stuff, but um, but it is a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughter, and it, it is a joy to work with people who uh, care about the division like you care about it. You know, so. Well, along those lines, what advice do you have for those seeking to serve in Division 18 leadership? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think this, you know, I, um, you know, as I said, I, I didn't, I, I conducted a survey um, to, you know, to get, you know, what, what the members wanted, uh, both for the strategic planning. In fact, I published that survey um, in, um, in my presidential address, and I hope everyone will read it because I think it does give you some ideas what the members like and appreciate about the division, but also when the Hoffman report came. And I think, um, you know, just just tap into the members you know they you don't they have some great ideas and sometimes people don't run for office um not because they're not qualified there are a lot of qualified people but because they don't may not have the time or interest but that doesn't mean that they don't have some incredible input and so if i had to give advice i'd say you know what ask the members ask them you know um will everyone fill out your survey no but People who want to will, you know, people who want to put their input with it. And um, I guess I, I'd say this, find ways to engage the members. Uh, I found members want to be engaged. They want to be able to um, connect with people. Um, that's why people join, a, join, you know, they're spending money to join um, a division like ours. And what a place to really connect with people on a national level and share insights. Um, so I think, I think, more opportunities you know I remember when the Hoffman report came out I now I was in other other divisions too but um, during my time I, I I let people share on the listserv um, I now I, as long as it was constructive you know I mean you know a leader sets the tone you know we talk we call each other doctor and colleague and we we don't rip people apart on the listserv but people were happy to get to share their thoughts and their hurts Maybe some were angry or upset by everything that went on, um, but letting them, you know, and um, and then modeling the way that we communicate. You know, you could share, you could be angry without denigrating another human being. And so I think, um, I think the division was very good about that too. So I guess that would be my thought is that, you know, yeah, you're elected, but you're elected for a year and you're really elected to represent the people. And so the best way to do that is to hear from the people. And, um, and they have some great ideas, so. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's really good advice. So what do you see for the future of Division 18? Yeah, I just, I think the future is very, very bright. I see you guys, this podcast, I see the energy. Um, I see people really engaged and a lot of young people being involved, I think the future is very, very bright for our division. I think it's in good hands. Um, I, I think as long as we continue to you know, offer uh, the members 
value in in you know and in, in, during the pandemic it's a little harder to meet in person but but you know I, once we get to meet in person I think even more so people will see the value but but we've been good about webinars and um, you know I see this podcast these pod great idea um, just uh, I I really do feel like the the future is bright as long as we continue to engage the membership offer things of value. Um, allow them a space to talk about things that are about, you know, of concern for them and their work, you know, uh, so much of things nationally. And I think another thing is national, so much of what's going on from last summer's racial justice, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, all of this involves us. And so connecting those national issues that it has real implications for our work and what we do. Um, and so anyway, I, I no, I, I think the future is bright. You guys have been doing a great job. So thank you for your work. Oh, well, thank you. Um, and finally, what have you been doing since being president? Yeah, gosh, I, I have been doing, well, I have still been actively involved um, in the division. I, so I was president from 2014, 2015, and then I was past president from 2015 to 2016. And it was in 2016 that I was asked to be associate editor. And so I, I took on that role. I've been associate editor for our journal, Psychological Services. So been doing editorial sorts of things and uh, special issues and such. So I've been excited about that, but I still engaged in the division. I mean, I, as you know, I just, I, I've been, since the time I think I was president elect, I've been helping create our, um, our election ballot. Um, which I did when I realized that, at least at that time, APA was going to charge us like $200 per section for them to do it. And I thought, I'll just do it. Like, I don't really realize why the division needs to spend like $1,200 <laughs> to do something that could be created on Paltrow. So uh, still do that, been doing that every year. Uh, help with the best paper award. Uh, we do that, been doing that every year, um, getting all the articles and organizing it for it to be rated. So, Still do some of the other stuff as well. Um, so definitely still very much engaged in, in the division. Um, and then I've been, you know, I, I became director of training. When my presidential past, and when I ended my past president, so 2016 is when I began being um, director of training of my program. Uh, and then I, uh, I stepped down, I think this past year uh, and then I was focusing a lot on my research, got uh, several large national grants. And so, yeah, I've been focusing on my work and, and helping out with the division, however way I can be most useful. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. That's great. And we are deeply appreciative of the health the section elections. That You're is a welcome. great boon. Yeah. Anyone save the section money, we could use that money for other things. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a huge help. That's a, that it would be a lot of money that we'd have to spend um, for that. So thank you. Welcome. Um, and I think it's great. Yeah. That you've continued to be involved in the division. And I know sometimes, um, you know, we've talked sometimes to, to past presidents who have said like, it wasn't really clear how to stay involved. And so I think that's something we might kind of be working on in the future is how do we help people who want to be involved to stay involved in the division, even after they've, done that leadership service yeah yeah i think yes. that's true you know i think we've had some really i always think it's sad if we don't involve the past presidents because i think 
um, and my own connect, you know, engagement with them is they're they're a goldmine of great ideas and wisdom. Um, you know, I think you know some 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 divisions have like a listserv of just past presidents. So it's the president hmm. who can actually ask them advice and counsel. And so I thought that's a good idea because they have institutional history. Um, yeah, I, 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 hope, I hope there are ways to engage them. I know we do the past president's breakfast and I think there we people have presented ideas like um, I think it was Linda during her year presenting the idea of starting a foundation, a foundation um, award, some, and it was there that she presented it, you know? So I think um, hopefully that'll keep up. I know a lot of past presidents really want to do the past president's breakfast, but then, you know, there's other ways too, like a listserv, at the least tapping their wisdom, so. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things we've come to realize from doing this 75th anniversary project is that there's a heck of a lot of institutional wisdom about the division and about APA and just leadership in general and public service that we should be, you know, keeping on tap for people, for sure. Yeah, and absolutely, and institutional history. I mean, I think this podcast idea is a brilliant idea. Like, there's so much institutional history uh, that uh, we wouldn't want to lose. I mean, Division 18 is one of the, most, the original divisions. Um, you could actually read it in my presidential address. Um, it is. Rod Baker wrote a history about it. Um, and I, I really do, I'm glad you're doing this. Um, it, division 18, like a lot of APA divisions are actually older in age, the average age is the late 50s, at least when I was president. Um, so it may be older now. And so um, I, I think grabbing that wisdom would be good. Um, and then if I could give you one more advice is, is getting younger people engaged and offering things that would be uh, valuable to them. Nowadays, people aren't just joining just to join because that's what you should do. They'll join, I think people join because there's value in it and showing that value would gain members that um, I think, I think when we're all involved and engaged, um, we all benefit. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely think that that's true. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed today and for your insights. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. And uh, for those folks listening, um, thanks for listening to another installment of our podcast. Please subscribe to us so that you are uh, um, let to, you're, so you'll know about new um, episodes when they come out. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you.